Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony, and welcome to this Thursday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. You tried to k- trick me, but oh, I nailed it. I did. I tried to throw you off a little uh-huh. bit. How nope, are you? it didn't work. I'm good. Today was a very big day in uh, Walt Disney World. Yes, because... Well, today, even though you're going to be listening to this show on the 5th, uh, it is the official opening date for the Rise of the Resistance ride in Galaxy's Edge. Right. But tonight was the dedication mm-hmm. of the ride, and we got to see the um, gigantic X-Wing drones. I saw nothing because Tony uh, had to go meet with a client, so he left me in charge of trying to do these watch parties. So I was just a panicked mess, and I saw nothing. Oh, well, we'll have to watch it because <laughs> I, I saw them. I heard them say, oh, look at those fly over, and I, was, I, I didn't see anything way to stick to it so we do have a little bit of star wars news uh related to galaxy's edge and that is if you are in galaxy's edge and you use the play disney parks app they have added some additional jobs on the star wars data pad uh so you can support the resistance or the first order and uh depending upon the jobs there are a couple of different tasks um i have personally not used the data pad option in Galaxy's Edge because I haven't been to Galaxy's Edge yet, but I'm sure I will use it. Uh, apparently, these are very interactive. It allows you to reprogram droids, and, and you can hunt for stuff and, and actually get collectible items that you can trade with people electronically. Um, it's kind of a, a cool electronic time waster. Sounds very nerdy. It does. Uh, but it's you know it's probably no different than the Agent P uh, experience type of app or this new DuckTales app that they're working I'm on. I'm just afraid I wouldn't really understand what was going on. No. That's the way I feel about a lot of the Galaxy's Edge stuff is mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to know what's going on. Well, you know what? I'm going to give you issues one through five of uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge comic books so you can kind of catch up on Galaxy's Edge and learn about it. I don't know which is worse, not knowing what's going on or having to read through those. Or having to read five comic books yeah. that your husband gives you. <laughs> I'm um, not sure. There's also some additional Star Wars news related to merchandise. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about that? Um. Well, so they've come out with some Rise of the Resistance merchandise. And we're um, only talking about this because of the Rise of the Resistance. I know we said we don't do merchandise yeah, more. Yeah, this is kind of a big deal, but... Uh, Go ahead. They just no. I, I I don't. They rolled out some T-shirts, um, drinking mugs, hats. They have a couple of featured pins. Obligatory pins. They've got the cool new toy related to the ride vehicles from Rise of the Resistance, um, and those are on sale in Galaxy's Edge as well as Once Upon a Time, which is on Sunset Boulevard at Hollywood Studios. And there are some pass holder exclusive. Uh, pieces of merchandise as well now the merchandise that does not exist mm, is the yoda baby yoda merchandise uh people are going into the parks and looking for it and uh you can stop looking it's not there uh there i think even on the um disney sh- shop in the shop disney site you can like pre-order things but we're talking about they're saying like next year like april may time yeah, frame yeah which is crazy and and when people are saying you know well, how do you not have this this merchandise available they're saying well we didn't want to spoil anything that you know that there was going to be baby yoda or the child um in the mandalorian they didn't want to give anything away so they didn't want to release merchandise which is just a poor excuse for the fact that they just didn't have any vision on what merchandise was going to be a big seller if they had any idea the merchandise that they released would not have been the stuff that looks like it was thrown together right. in somebody's no, uh, basement not. on a computer yeah 
the same mm-hmm. the same picture used on different shirts and tumblers and whatnot. That was embarrassing. It is. I'm glad I'm not part of that team. Right. Um, but the did they do so the um the watch party that we did tonight the the Disney Parks blog live thing mm-hmm. that was just the dedication they didn't like bring you through the ride at all right no they did not do that um but they did have today was the um, media preview so i guess some media people got to ride uh rise of the resistance today yeah a ton of media people um uh, hollywood and not even hollywood a-listers but disney a-listers i know that josh gad was there of course neil patrick harris john stamos megan fox who has like no tie to disney whatsoever uh, was there a bunch of Star Wars related folks were there, mm-hmm. um, and of course, what does that bring about with it? A point of view video, a POV video. Mm-hmm. So um, apparently, they're all over Twitter. Uh, CNN, one of their editors, posted a, uh, a a review completely full of spoilers on what happens. Um, so short of saying it's an 18 minute ride uh, with multiple ride vehicle switches, I'm not giving anything away. No, I I don't like. Uh, the POV videos. I don't know that I have ever watched one because I think it takes away from the experience of actually going to do it. I know some people use them like with children if you're afraid that it's going to be too scary, you know, to be able to watch it ahead of time. And and I guess it's nice maybe after the fact if you sort of miss being there. It's maybe fun to watch something that you've already done. But I will never um, watch one for something that I haven't actually been on yet. Right. And my problem with point of view videos is that's your point of view. How does that person know what I'm going to look at right. when I'm in that ride? Yeah. Um, so. Uh, anyway, they're out there, but yeah. we won't be posting them. We won't. No. Um, let's see. Let's go over to uh, Disney Cruise Line and Adventures by Disney received a Best for Families Award by Cruise Critic. That's right. Uh, they won. Uh, the editors uh, chose them. In the ocean and river cruise categories, uh, best in fam- best in category four years in a row for both of them. They have uh, they have not been un- unseated since 2016. Very good. Yeah. Um, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway that is coming, and there were some additional details released about that today. That's right. So apparently, the old um, lobby from the uh, Great Movie Ride is still in existence in it, pretty much its regular format, or the original format. However, the um, uh, pre-show area where you saw the trailers has actually been split into two pre-show theaters uh, where the guests will go to see a new animated short called Picture Perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and during the course of this cartoon, it's Mickey, Minnie, and Pluto going to a, a park for a picnic. And the screen will ultimately open up, and the guests will walk through that screen to get into the uh, ride vehicles. Yeah, it looks like um, sort of what? Where's the um, film where they're driving in and out of like a hole in the screen? Is that a movie, or is that a, in one of the parks? Uh, it's in one. God, I, I know what you're talking about. Right? It, like, blows a hole through it, and then they, like, run... I think it's in like, one of the run... parks. We've seen it in one of the parks, but I can't think of where it is. They keep running in and out of it. I think it's going to be that kind of a thing. So there's going to be, like, an explosion, and then that's going to blow a hole in the screen. Right. And, you know, that'll be how that ends, and then, you know, you'll go in through that hole. So that's cool. Right. Uh, so it's it's uh, pretty, uh, pretty exciting. There's going to be a, a waterfall, drainage pipes, a carnival, and a tornado. Ooh. Yeah. Fun. Uh, let's see. Ooh. Oh, compostable plates. Yeah, That's exciting. It is. 
so in 2018, you know, Disney went, uh, started moving away from plastic, you know, lids and straws and, and whatnot. Uh, and now they have decided that they are going to move towards compostable plates. So, you know, I will miss the Disney Parks branded uh, logo plates that we're used to getting at quick service locations. Right. Um, and we will now be getting these generic beige uh, 100% compostable uh, bamboo uh, bamboo fiber plates. I've got to tell you something, though. They are not going cheap. No. Those things have got to be expensive. Like, even if you're in the grocery store and you try to buy the, like, recycled paper uh, mm-hmm. plates and stuff, they're pricey. Mm-hmm. And these are sturdy. So, um, you know, they're more concerned about the environment than the bottom line on this one. So, right. you know, good for them. They're yeah. not as pretty, but... Uh, definitely a better move. No, these these plates are made by a company called Better Earth. Um, like I said, they're 100% compostable, unbleached bamboo fiber. They're oil resistant and can withstand both hot and cold foods as well as the heat of a microwave. Um, people who have used them or, or you know had food in them have said they are uh, very sturdy and don't have that wobble that you get with thin bowls or plates. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's an upgrade. They're not, Like I said, they're not as pretty, but I think um, from a environmental standpoint and just from a usability sturdiness standpoint that they're, um, they're an upgrade. So kudos to Disney. They initially used them for the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Hollywood Studios, um, and they have just started using a larger version of the bowl at both Fairfax Fair and Woody's Lunchbox in Toy Story Land. So... Looks like Hollywood Studios is the first of the parks to get them, and I'm sure it will just, you know, if they're successful, it will roll out across property. Cool. Um, have you been keeping up with the episodes of The Mandalorian? I have. Have you? Not at all. And no. you're looking forward to the next one that's coming out, what, in two days? Um, well, on Friday. Well, a day from, uh, from when this is released. On Friday, um, yeah. And then it looks like Chapter 7, which will be a couple weeks after that, is going to be released uh, two days early. Why are they doing that? Right. So uh, we've kind of gotten into this cycle of Friday releases and the episode seven, which is going to be, was scheduled to, you know, we all thought would be released on the 20th, which is a Friday, is now going to be released on Wednesday, December 18th. And that is because uh, Friday, December 20th is the release date for Star Wars episode nine, Rise of Skywalker. Uh, So they don't want Obviously, they don't want people to miss the movie, (laughs) Uh, so they have moved the release date for The Mandalorian, um, and they have noted that The Mandalorian will include an exclusive sneak peek of Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Uh, So if you you watch it on Wednesday, uh, you'll get to check out a couple uh, moments from the film. Nice. We already have our tickets for the film, so that's exciting. And in uh, news that we haven't mentioned but is uh, public knowledge already, The Mandalorian has been given the green light for season number two. Um, and the season finale will air on December 27th. Good. Um, Disneyland Paris uh, has announced their Pride Week for 2020. They're going to be doing that in June. Is that a newer... Do you know, is that a newer thing uh, in Paris? It is. Um, this is the second year that it has been an official Disney-sponsored event. Uh, previously, it has been organized by a group called Great Days Travel Group. Um, but 2019 Magical Pride was the first official recognized Disney Pride event, um, and it's uh, very popular over in uh, Paris. Uh, I do like their logo. It's uh, you know Mickey hands making a heart with a rainbow behind it, and uh, their slogan is "Discover the enchantment of Disney with the sparkle of pride." Very nice. 
I hate to be cynical, but I feel like this is something um, that Disney saw happening in their parks that they weren't a part of, and they were missing out on money. And I think that's why they... No. Yes. I think that that's why they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to embrace this, and we're going to host it. But anyway, that's just cynical old me. Okay, we talked about the Cirque du Soleil. Would you like to go yell at kids to get off your lawn? (laughs) Have I turned you? Have I swayed you? Because I'm usually the one who gets up on the soapbox. Maybe a little. Um, The Cirque du Soleil show that is coming to Disney Springs, we've talked about a little bit before. And now there's a little bit more behind-the-scenes information that's coming from the other side. Yes, so a couple days ago we mentioned that the Disney Parks blog had released a look, and I believe we posted the video uh, of the new show, and now uh, Cirque du Soleil has released their own look at the show. Uh, this show was uh, announced two years ago, um, and Lanuba closed on December 31st of 2017, which uh, we're coming up on that two-year mark. Uh, this new show will begin previews on March 20th of 2020, and will go into full performance uh, mode as of April 17th of 2020. Uh, the storyline is that it is a love letter to animation. Um, uh, it's the story of an animator uh, who has passed away, and um, he leaves his last unfinished piece of animation for his daughter. Oh, it's clearly a Disney story because there's a dead parent. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and during the course of the show, the, the girl learns her how to animate. Um Rumor has it that during the course of the show, Disney characters will be incorporated. Uh, This show was done in conjunction with Cirque du Soleil, Disney Animation, and uh, Imagineering. So all three groups have had a hand in it. Uh, Rumor has it that we're definitely going to see uh, Genie from Aladdin, but that's the only, uh, you know, it's only a rumor. Uh, There's going to be a character called Mr. Pencil um, and a character called Ms. Hesitation. Uh, they have some pretty funky Cirque du Soleil-ish costumes. Um, the set itself is going to be an animator's drafting table, uh, and the daughter, Julie, is going to be the main character, and she ends up in the world of the drawing, so kind of like Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Right, where uh, you jump Which is now, animation. I guess, going to be the hit thing where yeah. it goes into the animation. Um, so that's kind of the story. There's going to be lots of swings, tumbling, and various forms of aerial arts. Oh, and it says uh, it's going to open on, what, April 17th? Correct. And tickets are on sale. Yes. I feel like we need to get tickets. But we're not going to be there in April. Well, we don't have to get tickets for April. We have to get tickets. Well, maybe we'll be there in April. How do you know we're not going to be there in April? It's spring break. Surprise. I mean, I, I don't have anything booked, but we should. All right. Um, and last Would but... Would you like to give anyone else insights to our private life? No. I don't know. We just have these little side conversations. Well, you know we're recording. That's the enjoyable part of our podcast. Right. It's real. Um, Universal Orlando is making the move to up the uh, starting wage in their parks. So they're currently $12 an hour as their starting wage, and they're going up to $13 an hour as a minimum wage in the parks. Um, and that's um, the beginning of a, of a trend upwards. I By the time they open, uh, what's it called, Epic Universe? Epic Universe in 2023. It should be up to $15. That's right. Um, Epic Universe is going to uh, create 14,000 new jobs in the Orlando area. Good. Uh, And then on the Disney side of it, um, Disney themselves have reached an agreement with its union workers to increase pay to $15 an hour by October of 2021. Good. It's good news for the people working there. 
You have anything else? Uh, no, I think that's it. Oh my goodness, such a short show today. And we don't even have any topics to go over, so 15 minutes. I know. So see, folks, if you have anything that you want to hear about, I mean, we should still continue our um, our newbies First at Disney timer. World, but um, I'm too tired today. We feel like have to plan ahead for that. Um, but if anybody ever has any questions, that's the perfect thing to fill in the last five minutes of a show. So, questions you know. or topic suggestions. Mm-hmm, yep. Exactly. So come over to the Disney Drive Time Podcast Facebook page and post your uh, questions or topic ideas, and we will uh, be happy to cover those. All right. So until tomorrow, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.